0: Hello, hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? How's everybody doing today? All right, perfect. Let's pray. Lord, we give you honor today, God. We glorify your holy name, Father, for who you are, Lord. God, you've been so good to us, God. You've been so amazingly abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine, God, in so many ways, God. And I know, Lord, that in the business of our life, Father, that we are quick to forget to give you praise, Father, because we are looking for the next thing, Jesus. And so, Father, we ask you that you may forgive us for that, Lord. And as we come before your presence tonight, O oh God, we just want to receive from you, God. We want to hear from you, King of glory, God. We want you to speak into our hearts, O oh God. Lord, anything that we've come with, our God, knowing and unknowing, O oh King of glory, God, we rest it at the throne, O oh King of glory, Jesus, that you may take those heavy, heavy burdens that we are carrying, O oh King of glory, God, and give us peace, Lord, and give us salvation, O oh King of glory, Father. Change our lives, O King of Glory, Father, so we can be ready for your coming, King of Glory, God. And Jehovah, God, you can find a ready bride, O King of Glory, Lord. Jesus, I pray, Father, that you may move me out of the way completely, God, and just speak your word, O King of Glory, God. Pray for the strength, O King of Glory, Father, to bring this word exactly how you give it to me, O King of Glory, God. And Jehovah, God, I praise you, Father, and I pray for covering over this word in the precious name of Jesus. We pray and believe in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, so the title for my message today is, <clears throat> just in case I'm struggling a little bit with the code, so in case there's rustiness, just be like, I didn't hear what you said, Mogi said again. So then, <laughs> then that way at least, you know, you guys are not lost, right? Okay, so the title for my message is the king is coming and Today we're going to be looking at Acts 17, 1 to 9. Now, when they had passed through, um, uh, so this is Paul, when they had passed uh, through Am- Amphipolis and Napoleon, they came to the Salonia, Salonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom w- was, went into them for the, went in, went into them, uh, and for three Sabbath, Sabbath reasoned with them. <coughs> from this uh, reason with them from the scripture explaining and demonstrating that christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying this jesus whom i preach to you is the christ and some of them were persuaded a great multitude of de- devout greek and not a few of the leading women joined paul and silas but at the jews who who are not persuaded became envious took took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathered a mob, set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the the rulers of the city crying out, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Jason has harbored them and and these are all acting contrary to the decree of Caesar saying, there is another king, Jesus. And they trouble the crowd, and and they trouble the crowd, and the rulers of the city when they had this thing. So when they had taken security from Jason and the rest of them, uh, from Jason and the rest, they let them go. So in this story, it's pretty much self-explanatory. Paul and sarah they come into this city, and when they come to this city, what I love about is uh, what I love about vast two. It says. Paul, as his custom was, went into, into them, and for three Sabbath day reasons. So every place where uh, Paul went, he went to the, to the, he went to the church, right? Because that's where God was. That's where he needed to fellowship with the people who are there. He needed to, to have that relationship with people, right? He wasn't going to just be a lone person who, I'm going to be in a different city. I'm just going to pray there. I'm not going to go to the church and become part of the body. Get it? Okay, so moving on. <laughs> so, and this is, we're going to kind of camp here uh, through the whole sermon. For three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them. So for three Sabbath day, and I was trying to research a little bit, to trying to see, are they talking about just three Sundays, or are they talking about three weeks, like, you know, every Sunday? But I couldn't really get that. But regardless whether it's three Sundays or three weeks, he stayed there and reasoned with them about Christ. And so we're going to talk about the whole reasoning part because paul knowing that he's coming to pass through the city he's taking the time to listen to these people because reasoning is not just he didn't say i went and i preached to these people he said he was there reasoning with them they talked he talked they said what they were thinking then he took he took out the scripture and opened it and told them well this is what the scripture said some of the people were got saved other people decided well this guy is crazy we don't want nothing to do with him and silas so they called up an uproar and then they wanted to be the member then the guy who was holding. when you look at all these advertisements that's going on that the king is coming we are talking about a movie something that had already come something that was great some people had looked at it as like man this is a good movie watch it and enjoyed it and now it's coming back again and people are excited and they're putting all these posters everywhere the king is coming the king is coming right and 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 i was thinking about this i'm like when you listen to uh when you listen to to preaching nowadays not in our church but most other places we have stopped we have stopped talking about the king is coming and we are just talking about ourselves We are talking about how I can be- get my best life right now. But re- forgetting that, the reason why Paul is reasoning with these people is because the king knows that the king is coming. Yes. If, you know, I, I, I tried to read the Bible and try to put myself, you know, just look at it in a different way. And I was thinking, if Paul could, reason, could talk with these people for two hours, and three days, to explain to them right and so I think we've come as a church and as, and as a church we've come to a place where we come to church every mm-hmm. of how, how here and the people who are speaking the word the only thing that they want you to know is that the king is coming and if you are not ready yeah. and if you are not ready you will now be part of the bride the king is coming for yeah. and, 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 and so when I, look at, when I look at Paul preaching for those days and he's saying he could have gone there for a week He could have gone there for just one day and talked to these people and let these people give their life to Christ. But he's he's staying there longer because he wants people to know that the king is coming. And today I want to remind you that no matter what you've thought that we are coming to do today, today we're going to talk the fact that, remind you that the king is coming. See, Paul is preaching to get them saved. We preach so we can get you saved. We don't want to preach. Trust me, I love being saved and I love the life being being a Christian. But the point is, if we just get you saved and the king comes and you are left, then it's all useless. Right? So the reason why we preach the way we preach, the reason why we live the the kind of life that we live, we live this kind of life so that we can be ready for the king. And so, don't ever get it twisted. The when somebody stands up and speaks about god that is just to make your life any better it is because that's the benefit but the point at the end of the day is the king is coming and it's my duty and everybody's duty to let people know that a time is coming when god is saying i have an open window to be able to reason with you but a time is gonna come when that window is gonna be closed and then guess what you are now gonna have time because the king is gonna come and you're gonna be left See, I love the Lion King because it's a word picture of how evil overtakes the land, right? When the king and his son are gone, right? Or they think that they are dead and done, right? But regardless of what happens, the end of the stories, you guys have all watched it, the king comes back, Right? and so it's the same thing with us like you know when, the, when, the, when, the, when Jesus was killed when all these things were happening when the world is going all crazy when they're trying to take out everything that is godly out of everywhere and every place that we know the point is it doesn't matter what that happens because at the end of the day the king will still come yeah it doesn't matter because the king is coming yeah. if you haven't watched the new lion king i want you to go watch lion king and then when you're looking at that screen you're like the king is coming but not that king I want, <laughs> I want you to think about that jesus is coming and i want you to sit there and look at all the other people who are sitting there and realize that if they are not ready the king is not going to take them with him yeah. yes. Yes. That's That's good. Good. matthew 24:36 says but on that day and hour no one knows not even the angels in heaven of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of, as the days of Noah were, so also will there be the coming of the Son of Man. For as the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood had come and took them all away. And also will the coming of the Son of Man be. That's right. yeah. Think about that. They were drinking, they were eating, they were doing life, they were going to work, they had schedules, they had things that were important to them, they were buying, they were selling, they were Facebooking, whatever that was back then, right? (laughs) But they didn't realize that regardless of where they are, they're checking their heart to see where they were joining into the cry that was going out every time. Because as, as, as Noah was hitting the nails and saying, the, king, the flood is coming. The flood is coming. You guys need to get on the boat. The flood is coming. And guess what? 2019 we are saying, the king is coming. The king is coming. We need to get our lives in order. We need to get our hearts right. We need to bring those we love and care about. We need to talk to everybody that we see to create the urgency. I don't want you just to come to church so then that you can be loved on which every see we are super cool with doing that. But the call at the end of it, even though you are bringing people to church, the lack, the whole idea is you can bring them so then they can be saved. Yes. And not to be saved to live like that saved life, but to be saved at the end. Yes. Yes. Are we together? Yes. Alright. See, the Bible says he's gonna return unexpectedly. Yes. Uh, Revelation Rever- 16:15, behold, I'm coming as a thief. Blessed is who, who watches and keep, keeps his garment. At least he walks naked as they see his shame. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the one who watches and keeps his garment. Yeah. At least he walks naked and they see his shame. Mm-hmm. And when, uh, when, when we talk about these Bible words, we are talking about that nakedness when God was walking in the garden of Eden yeah. and he's calling out to Adam and Eve and saying, where are you? But they didn't have their garment. They were naked because they were insane. Yeah. And it, it, it worries me to know that we can be in a place, in a church, in a community where God is doing amazing things. Where God is providing so much for us. Where God is doing am- amazingly abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine. But yet we are found naked. Yeah. Yes. Yet we are found naked. And the Bible is warning us to, not to do that. Luke uh, 21, seven seventeen says, So this was a vision that was given to Isaiah. Isaiah um, uh, I'll start there as verse, verse 2. Hear, O heaven, and give, uh, give ear, O earth. For I, the Lord, have spoken, have knowledge and brought up, up children, and they have rebelled against me. So he's talking to, he, to, he's talking to, to Judah and Jerusalem. He's nurtured them. He's done amazing things for them. But then now he's talking to them. And then uh, verse 3 says, The ox know its owner, and the donkey its master crib. But Israel does not know my people, uh, doesn't know. My people don't, do not consider a last sinful nation, a people laden with inequities, a brood of evildoers, children who are corrupted. They have forsaken the Lord. They have, proven to, they have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backwards. Why should you be stricken again? You will, re- you will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot, even the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and uh, sores. They have not been closed and bowed up or soothed with ointment. He's saying that the sin is so grave with Judah and Jerusalem that it, he's likening it to a wound. Like... No matter what we try, we can't even dress the wound because there is so much sin. But yet, these people can't even understand that they are, they are, they are infected. Yeah. There is sin. They cannot understand that what's going on. Your cities are burning with fire. Strange devour land, uh, your, uh, strangers devour your land in your presence. Um, and it's devoured uh, as overthrown by strangers. So the daughter of Zion is left as a brother in the vineyard as a hut in the garden of cucumber and besieged city. Unless the Lord of hosts, unless the Lord of hosts, he had left us with very small remnants, we would, have become, we would have become like Sodom. So even in the process of them being so bad, God is still loving on them. He's still living a little bit and saying, and they recognize that if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be here at this point. Amen. And that applies to us at this point in our life. Let me see, where was I? Um... Hear the word. Ten. Hear the word of the Lord. You are ruler of Sodom. Give ear to the law of God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude? To what purpose is the multitude of your sin sacrificed to me? Says the Lord. I have had enough of your burnt offering of rams and the fats of your fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of the bulls or the lambs or the goat When you come to me, when you come to appear before me. Who has required this from, from your hand to trample my cause? So he's, God is saying that I see your sacrifices. I see your worship. I see your prayers. I see all these things. But if you are not addressing sin and you're addressing what's going on among you, I don't even want those things. Right. That is sad, right? No. I don't even want those things. Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moon, the Sabbath, and the calling of the assemblies. I cannot endure iniquities and sacred meetings. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I'm weary of bearing them. When you spread your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you, may, you make many prayers, I will not hear. I will not hear. Your, hand, your hands are full of blood. Wash yourself, make yourself clean. Put away the evil of your doing from my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressed. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the windows. Come now and let us reason together. That's the part i wanted to get to but i didn't want to just read come now let's reason together because i wanted to show you god is saying all these things that these people have done they have done so many bad things that he says i don't even want to hear your prayers i don't even want to do i don't even wanna i don't even want anything to do with you but because he's a good god he's saying come let's reason together let come, let's reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Paul is reasoning with his people so he can bring them to Christ. God is reasoning with us. He's saying, if I can save Judah and I can save Jerusalem, if I still have an opportunity for Jerusalem and Judah, even though they have done these things, I have an opportunity for you as well. Don't think you have gone too far. Don't think you've done anything that's, that's beyond God can, can, can redeem. But he's saying, let's, let's, let's reason together. Paul spent three days reasoning with the people, explaining to them Jesus had died. Verse 4. And some of them according, uh, some of them uh, were induced to believe and associate themselves with Paul and Cyrus, as did a great number of devout Christians and not a few. So some of them gave their life. Others were offended. Christ did not come to serve our self-interest. Right? Because that's what happens. The same message is preached to everybody, but some changes their life. Other people, they are offended. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, I, I, I want you guys to think about this. The only time we can come to church and get offended by what we are saying is because when we are coming, our intention was not to know about our king. Our intention was, so then that way we can feel good about ourselves. Yes. Right? Because if really, if we came here because of the king and we spoke about the king who wants a ready bride, then how can we be offended because of what's been said? Right? Again, think about it. If I came because I was preparing myself, because the king is coming, then my, regardless of what Pastor Mar or the other pastor says, Pastor Gio, Pastor Christo, whoever speaks, whatever word they speak, if it pricks my heart, I should come and say, thank you so much because, you know what? Huh? Yes. I could have been lost. Yes. I could, the king would have come. Yes. I could have thought that I was doing well, even though my wounds were licking and smelling yes. of all this sin, and I wasn't even seeing them. But right now, you just pointed at them and told me, hey, listen, yes. Christ doesn't want this. Yes. I should be able to say thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Right? Thank you. Okay. Yeah. See, we talk about, Pastor Jay and I have talked about the bait of Satan. Yeah. You need to read that book. And one of the biggest things, you know, you, you think you got it, until you read it because one of one of the things that said it was talking and i'm not going to go into it a lot i don't have a lot of time but it talks about um john the baptist john the baptist has spent all his life declaring that the king is coming he's eaten locust the dude doesn't have a home the guy just been like he don't have clothes you don't have like sharks right and guess what happens when Jesus comes and talk, takes over the ministry, John the Baptist is in prison. So, in their own reasoning, you'd think if somebody prepared a way for me, and I heard that they were in prison, the only due diligence I would do is go get them out of prison, right? Because they have done well. Jesus doesn't do that because his goal was not to please men, but his goal was to please, to, to do his will of the Father john the baptist sent some of his disciples to go and ask jesus are you the one i've been preparing the way for and jesus says something to the effect and i'm going to leave this so you can read do not be offended so i'm like wait a minute so i prepared the way i gave my life i did all these things and now all i need is you can't even come see me in prison But he was not offended because his way his work was to prepare for the way his work was to prepare for the way he knew that God did not owe him anything we have to know that God does not owe us anything at all everything we have is his he choose and that's the final answer and so, if we come to a place where we are just wanting ourselves to be elevated above God, then we are missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have been called to be a disciple to walk around and tell people shout like john the baptist and say prepare the way the king is coming prepare the way the king is coming and if you don't get yours guess what you are not supposed to be offended that's right three of you but it's amazing <laughs> second peter three eight nine says but beloved do not forget this one thing, that the Lord's one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, and some count slackness, but in long suffering towards, towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that, that all shall come to repent. You know, when I was reading that, I'm like, man, God is so faithful and so good, that even as Judah became, when you look at Judah and all those things, he still gave them a chance if i was god i've destroyed them if i was god i would have come back yesterday because the world is getting worse every single day but god is saying there is still time right and i love the other fact too when i was thinking about it we talked about i'm not sure whether uh, paul was there for three days or he was there for three weeks but the point is if one day is a thousand years right do you really need a thousand years to be convinced that God is so good to you? Do you really need 3,000 years to be convinced that God needs your heart? Do you really need that long to know that Christ died for you and that he's calling and saying, I am coming back and I need you to get on the boat so then that way you can be saved? Do we need 3,000 years? That's a question I have to ask myself as well. How long is that window going to be open for us? How long? And God is saying, Come, let us reason together. See, just like Paul, there's a small window that's open right now. Yeah. See, they came, the same thing is happening right now. God is warning you and saying, A time is coming when that window will be closed and nobody else is going to be able to get in there. Yeah. Isaiah 8, 1 18 says, uh, says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord though you are like scarlet, they may be as white as snow though they are red as crimson they shall be like war says so come let's reason together see one of the things that scares me the most and it doesn't scare me in the sense of fear it scares me the most as in the holy fear is not to finish this race in the right way yeah. if you read the old testament especially in the kings you hear a king, he did very well, he did very well, and then he did not follow the work of the Lord. Over and over. When I, was, I remember the first time I was reading Kings, and I was going through it, and I was like, okay, there's one who's going to make it. I'm like, this one is almost there, this one is almost there, this one is almost there, and then you're like, oh no, he fell. Right? And the thing is, the point what I was thinking about it is, we all start well when we give our life to Christ. We all have good intentions. We all do, we all do these things. But the issue is we forget what the end looks like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We get very comfortable with where we are. Yeah. We forget that all this is because the king is coming for a church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All this is because he's coming for a pure bride. Yes. And if you are not one of those people, all this other good stuff that's happening... The kings had an amazing life. They, God favored them and they won wars and they did amazing things. And so if you're going well, and I'm not talking about not being su- successful, if your life is very successful, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going you're gonna to end well unless you check your heart. Yeah. And to me, that is what keeps me on my knees. It says, God, you've done amazingly abundantly in my life. You have done so good, so much good in me furthermore i'm from kenya immigrants over here long story but you've done so many amazing things in my life my wife and all that but you know what all that is a waste if i don't finish strong and that should be a thing that keeps us in on our knees every single day see we have two choices it's either going to be two responses when we come before god it's going to be well done good and faithful servant or oh, depart from me for i never knew you it says you did miracles you preached, you did all these amazing things but depart from me because i didn't know you matthew 25 one thirteen says then the kingdom of the kingdom of heaven shall be like the ten virgins who took their lamp and went out to meet the bridegroom now five of them were wise and the five were foolish Those who were foolish took their lamp and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in in the vessels with their lamp. But when the groom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Behold, the king is coming. Go out and meet him. Then all these virgins arose and trimmed their lamp, and the, and the foolish said to their wives, Give us some oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise say, answered, saying, No, at least there should be not enough for us and you, but go rather to, to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were, who were ready went with him to the wedding, and the door was shut after the other virgin came only saying Lord, Lord, open for us but he answered, surely I say to you I do not know you watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming see we cannot lose the sight that the king is coming right we cannot lose, and that's what happened the the five five virgins they thought they had it they thought everything was going well but then when that time came, when he mattered most, it was too late for them. This is a warning. This is a sound warning that we need to keep our lambs full of, lamp, of, of of paraffin. Right? We cannot lose the sight, of, the sight that the king is coming. We cannot lose the sense that God is warning us to hear from him. He's saying, reason with me because this is the only time. This is the only time that I have opened for you. And we serve a mighty God. How many things have you asked God, even though there are things that didn't even matter for his kingdom? Yeah. Right? We go to God, I'm like, Lord, I pray that there's no traffic today. Right? We pray, we're like, God, I pray that I have a race today and stuff like that. Which is good. If he grants you that, if he grants you a parking lot right next to the open door, if he does stuff like that, how much more is he going to grant you the being of the spirit? Yeah. You know, it's the thing, like, if you've spoken to me more than 10 minutes, I always talk about, talk to God. Tell Him everything. My wife taught me how to do that, because I didn't used to pray like that. And she'd be like, she's doing something, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm praying and asking God what's going on. And I'm like, you have to do that? I'm like, okay. So, (laughs) talk to God. He wants to do life with you. You know, um, the, the last week... Last week, um, was it last week? Last week, I had, um, I had, I had a plan, and I said, if this plan happens, then I'm gonna get myself a new car. Okay, I'm gonna go buy me a new car. I'm like perfect. So everything I needed to do happened, and it was like it is time for me to buy a new car, right? So I'm in Tacoma, I'm down there, and I'm like, I've researched online for the last year exactly what I want to buy. I know exactly how it smells, even though I haven't been in it. <laughs> I know how it looks. I just imagine myself cruising down and hair blow. Anyway, long story short. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I I I was in Tacoma, and I'm sitting, I'm in Tacoma, and I'm like, two, I have two hours between my next appointment so i'm like perfect i'm gonna go to the dealership and i'm gonna test drive i'm not buying today because i'm gonna talk with wifey and make sure we are good <laughs> and so as soon as i say that something in my spirit rose up and i know god and i'm like because we talk and i was like that is but i was like lord i am a weak man <laughs> I love you but i'm a very weak man and so this is what i want you to do god today i need you when i'm gonna drive i'm gonna head out but i want you to make it very clear without a shadow of doubt that you do not want me to be in that place otherwise it might be anxiety or gas so lord i just i'm not sure what i'm feeling it's something right so I start driving I have my salmon going on and I'm just on a high I'm about to go so I drive to Tacoma and I get to the point where I was going and not kidding I drive so I drove in like this and then I turn left and I'm looking at the dealership because I've already looked on Google Maps I know exactly how it looks right I turn into the dealership and I look at the place I was going there is an excavator destroying the whole building (laughs) not even kidding <laughs> the whole pavement and everything is so apart I'm like Lord and immediately God is like that's your sign <laughs> and I, no, true story, I, I see the sign that says the car that I want, dealership, you know, temporary over here i go around try to go around it the place takes me all around and brings me back to the same place and then i was stuck in traffic for an hour and a half (laughs) why do i share that story i share that story because if god is willing to do something like that for things that perish For things that are just things that are going to come and and, and just be destroyed. How much more is he willing to do everything for your soul? I'm sitting there, I'm like, Lord, if you can do that for a car, something that doesn't have as much value, even though it was an epic story, how much more... How much more can you do for my soul if I called you and I told you, God, I am not able to do this, Lord. I'm a weak person. I have weaknesses in my life. I have these things that I cannot overcome, God. I have tried and I'm not able to do it. How much more is he going gonna to do that for you? Amen. See, God is saying, listen. Come, let's listen together. Come, let's talk together. Let's talk even though you feel that all these things you're carrying are beyond anything you can handle. I am a God that cares. I'm a God that loves you. I'm a God who wants you not to perish. I'm a God who wants to spend eternity with you. And unless you allow me, unless you allow me, then you will not have any excuses. Mm. See, no matter what you do, when you look at uh, verse 5 but the unbelieving Jews were aroused to Jairus and uh, getting hold of some wicked men ruffians and rascals and rogue in the marketplace they gathered today a mob set in town uproar and attacked the house of Jason seeking to bring to bring Paul and Cyrus out, of, out, of, uh, out to the people the unbelievers the rebelliousness did not stop Paul from preaching the word of God right. yes. did not stop those people from giving their life to Christ, and guess what? You are unbelief, you are rebelliousness, your lack of listening to God or hearing what he's asking is not going to change the fact that the king is coming. doesn't matter what you do, the king has set his day, he's coming. no matter what you try. No matter what you think, even these people are saying, we're going to beat up Paul and Silas. We're going to do all these things. But the word was still preached. Right? See, haven't, seen, haven't you seen the Lion King? The king returns. Right? Haven't you read the end of the book? The Bible? Yes. No, the Lion King, the Bible. Right? <laughs> the king is coming. And he's coming with virgins, right? Scar, the guy in the behavior and intention, and how he built his kingdom, it didn't matter because regardless of what happened and how big the kingdom was, it still fell and the king still came. These guys did not stop Paul. And guess what? We get to hear his word today, right? The guys who crucified Jesus did not stop the redemption of his blood. It still happened. The guys, um, the, the, the Pharaoh did not, regardless of his rebelliousness or whatever he did, he did not stop the people of Israel from going to the promised land. Get your affairs in order. The king is coming, regardless of your situation. You can't fight something that's already there doesn't matter what you read in the news doesn't matter what 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 the world says doesn't matter how much they try to to cover christianity doesn't matter what's happening the end of the story is the king is coming regardless and you can either hit your hit your hit your hope on those things that ever the world is saying or you can hit your your life on what the bible is saying i always ask myself and if you talk to me for more than 10 minutes, I always ask you, what is your controllable? In every situation, what is your controllable? What do you have that you can control? When you're driving down the street, you can't control the dude next to you who's driving. You can control the, stopping, the, 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 lights, the signs, right? You can control the guys who's, 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 who's still getting you, right? But what can you control? You can probably control your speed. You can pull over, you can do. So what's your controllable? And today I'm asking you, i'm I'm telling you first that the king is coming and i'm asking you what is your controllable what is your controllable in that situation what can you do because you can't stop the king you can't stop the world from going crazy but what can you do to be ready that the king is coming isaiah 55 6 8 says seek the lord where he may be found call upon him where he's near Least the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thought. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly, he will abundantly pardon. Amen. Seek the Lord today where he may be found. Yes. Call him where he is near. He is so near. He is so near today. He is so near. Uh, Russ? See, a time is coming. When that window is going to be closed and when that window is closed, it's going to be closed forever. Maybe Paul was able to preach for three or oh, three weeks, I' to call it that. He went to another city. They still had an opportunity to maybe go and hear the word of God. But when our king comes, he's already given us enough time. When that, when that boat was closed by Noah, there was no other opportunity to step up. Seek, seek the Lord where he may be found. Call upon him where He's near. Can we go ahead and stand up? I'm not, not going to try to trick you to coming up here and, and giving your life to Christ or say words just to encourage you. The point is you've heard the message, the king is coming and if you are not ready man he's near and he's able and he's ready right now so if you want me to pray with you come up front I'm going to pray with you right now come up front let me pray with you let's allow God to work in your heart let us go to, to change, change your heart to know that the king is coming Lord Jesus I praise you God I honor you Father I thank you for who you are, God, because you are so good to us, oh God. That you have a God, even though we are like Jerusalem and Judah, O King of Glory, God. Father, all oozing, Father with sins, O King of Glory and wounds that we don't even recognize, God. That you still love us and care so much about us, oh God. That you have a God, you are saying one more day, one more hour before you can come, Father, so you can give us an opportunity, Father, to repent, oh God. My brother, O King of Glory, I pray for my sister, O King of Glory, Jesus. That you have a God, Father, that you will, when they come to you, God, when they run to you, Jesus, that, Father, you will hold them and reassure them, O King of Glory, and keep them safe, O oh God, under your wings, O King of Glory, Lord. Father, we praise you, we honor you, God. As we go out talking of glory, I pray, Father, that we who are Christians, who love you, God, The Father will have an urgency in our hearts, O King of glory, Jesus. To go and tell people and declare and shout, Father, and say that the King is coming and if you are not ready, you're going to be left, O God. Let us not be selfish, Jehovah God, to behold this kingdom all by ourselves, O God. But give us the Spirit, O King of glory, Father, and the boldness, O God, to speak your word, O King of glory, Father, to bring those others to us, O King of glory, God. Because, Father, the harvest is plenty, oh God. Father, we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Have a good day. Uh, go get your kids. Oh, wait. Pastor Martin and Pastor Christo are going on vacation. We need to pray over them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lord God, I pray that you just uh, uh, just bless them, Lord, just give them love. Watching the Faith and Victory live stream. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please check us out online at faithandvictory.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, and we'd love to connect with you there. If you'd like to financially support Faith and Victory Church's ministry, please text FAVC to 77977. God bless you and keep you. From the FVC live team.